Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, May 11th edition. We are locked and loaded on a 14-game slate to get you into your weekend of action. Hope everybody had a good Thursday, wild, wild night yet again. And tonight we have a, a really good one. A lot of, uh, you know, a handful of high-priced arms, some middle guys that are just very, very interesting. That Coors Field in play, which always catches your fancy. When you look at the weather, Seattle, Detroit, wind blowing in from left field about 12 miles an hour. About 50% chances of rain throughout that game. Uh, Kansas City, Cleveland, chances of rain 40 to 50% chances as well. So keep an eye on those two. And Milwaukee, Colorado, wind blowing in from left at about 12 miles an hour. Minnesota and the Angels wind blowing out to left at about 11. And then St. Louis and San Diego blowing out to right at about 11 miles an hour. So nothing too windy, a little bit to keep your attention. But chances of rain there in Detroit and Cleveland. So keep an eye on those two. For your totals on the day, we've got Mets, Phillies at 8. A's, Yankees were waiting on as Kendall Graveman was named the starter coming up from Triple A in that one. Giants, Pirates at 8. Rays, Orioles 8.5. Red Sox, Blue Jays 8.5. Uh, Braves, Marlins 8.5. Royals, Indians 8.5. Mariners, Tigers 9. Rangers, Astros 7.5. Brewers, Rockies waiting on that total because Brandon Woodruff is coming up to make the start for the Brew Crew on that one. Uh, Nationals, D-backs, 7.5. Twins, Angels, 8.5. Reds, Dodgers, 8. Matt Harvey, come down, come on down as he's back in L.A. pitching for the Reds. That should be a fun one. Cardinals, Padres at 8. So as you can tell, a lot of 8.5s and below. So not your normal you know, night we've been seeing of late. Got much better pitching to look at. And let's just get right at it. Your top-priced arm, Mad Max Scherzer. 13300 bucks in a great spot against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Team that strikes out 25% of the time. Mad Max striking out 35.5% of the batters he faces. But more importantly, he has just dominated right-handed bats. And this is a, a D-backs team that is loaded from the right side of the plate. You know, you got Descalso and you got Peralta from the left side. But a ton of damage from the right side. So they might run into one. He's given up like three or four homers on the year, all to lefties. But from, batters on the right side of the plate, he struck out over 50% of the, the right-handed batters he's faced. Um... He's got like one of the best like Wobas and ISOs versus right-handed batters in baseball. It's insane the numbers he's put up in those matchups. They have a team total of 3.3, lefties 287, righties 202. Mad Max definitely worth the price tag on today's slate if you're going up top. After Mad Max, you got a guy like Justin Verlander at 13,000, who I absolutely love as well. And if you want to be contrarian, because I think most will say, hey, Max is only 300 more, let's go to Max. And I love Max tonight, don't get me wrong. But Scherzer's in a phenomenal spot facing a Texas Rangers team he faced earlier in this year. Eight innings, one run, 11 Ks. That one run was the only hit he gave up. It was a solo home run. 36 DraftKings points. He's averaging about 30 DraftKings points a start. Uh, Texas team strikes out over 26% of the time to go with. Verlander's 27.6% strikeout rate. So there's a lot to like there. And Texas has the lowest total on the slate at 2.8. That's uh, 0.4 runs less than the D-backs. So... Verlander in a great, great spot against the Texas Rangers team. That sure they can run into one once in a while, but they are average at best. And he and they do strike out a ton, so he is in a phenomenal spot tonight against Texas. Like I said, most I think will go up to Scherzer or go down to Sale at 12-4. I will stay off of Sale. If he does well, he does well, but you guys have listened long enough. There's something just not right with him. They're not giving him the innings for one, and B, he just hasn't been there. So I'm just not going to go back to that well until I see that consistent, dominant Sale on, uh, you know, GPP-wise, he might be there. He, he pitched great against Texas his last time out, but prior to that, he's getting you 15 and 20 points most starts. He wasn't getting you what you need at this price point. So I'll sit and watch if he dominates Toronto, which is, he could. That's 
tip my cap, but they do also have some big time power from the right side that I'll stay away from. And if you want to be super contrarian in the five digits and above uh, range, Trevor Bauer's 11-3 at home against the Kansas City Royals. Yes, watch the weather in that one. But Trevor Bauer, he's been uh, a 23, 24-point guy uh, game in and game out. His worst game was a 16. So he's been absolutely filthy. He faced Kansas City earlier this year. Eight innings, three hits, one earner, which is a solo shot. And he had uh, seven strikeouts in that one for 27 DraftKings points. He's going to go so overlooked in this area. When you got Scherzer at 11-3 for two grand more, then you got Verlander at 13, Sale at 12-4, Bauer at 11-3. Bauer's going to be in a really, really good spot here. Um, Big-time ground ball stuff. Kansas City doesn't strike out a ton unless you're facing a guy like Bauer, which has strikeout stuff. So I kind of throw that out the window a bit. And and he's strictly a GPP play for you know leverage, per se, if, if you're looking at it that way. That's what you're looking at a Trevor Bauer for. Um, Kansas City has a total of 3.44. Lefty's 326. Righty's 309. They have an ISO of 134, which is dreadful for right-handed pitching. So a guy like Trevor Bauer is a very good leverage play at GPP. But honestly, on a slate this big with Coors in play, a lot of the big-time arms won't be used unless they're matched up with just pure garbage. And there's other games to target besides Coors. As you've seen, they will blow up at Coors once in a while. But so far, it just hasn't. And the weather was even good yesterday. That Rockies offense is broken. It's going to wake up every once in a blue moon. But it used to be like, like clockwork in Coors Field. And it's just not right now. And there's Chad Bettis on the mound who limits damage so far this year. Maybe he gets blown up tonight. He's, but he's been limiting damage. And then you got Woodruff, who's not that good. But he's not that bad at the same time. It's, it's just everyone's going to flock there. And that's fine. If you, that's what you, if that's your game, that's what you do. But it's not a must is what I'm saying. And you can pay up for these guys. So I got Scherzer. Uh, number one, Verlander two, Bauer three in this top price range. Now, when you get in the middle, it's really, really interesting. You got like a Kenta Maeda against the Reds. It's a good matchup, but for 91, you know, I see guys at a lower price point that I can get just as much out of. Like, I'll look at Tyler Skaggs. This is a guy we picked on, and he's really earned my respect uh, this year after like, a slow start where he was getting beat up quite a bit early on, but he also would put up some really good starts. He's put together like an 18-plus points in three straight starts, and if you go back, it's four, four of his last five, five of or six of his last seven, uh, eight. He's been just really, really good. Twenty plus point upside in most of his starts. He's uh, striking out a decent amount in this matchup. Uh, he's striking out twenty two percent he faces. And Minnesota strikes out twenty four point five percent of the time first left handed pitching. And he's a heavy home favorite at minus one seventy, which is always a good plus. Big time ground ball stuff about forty five percent. When you look at the Twins, they have a 3.84 team total, which is one of the lower ones on the slate. Lefty's 312, righty's 329. They have a very good Woba of 333 versus lefties, but their ISO's average at 155. Yeah, Dozier, we know Dozier can crush them. Um, and they have a couple other, they're a lefty-heavy lineup for the most part. So, not saying they can't do it. I mentioned it with Richard yesterday. The Twins are just that pesky lineup that just get to you. Richards was dealing, 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 and then boom, four spot. It, it was... It's, it, that was the prototypical Twins game. That's what they do to you. They are just that team that's pesky enough, and that's why they were a wild card team last year. They are a good baseball team that just hangs around and shows up and just doesn't go away. And that's what's weird about them. So they're they're tough to pinpoint when you want to use them because they can go deathly quiet at the plate at times. But it's why it makes Skaggs at 86 a very interesting play because most, I think, aren't going to go there because the old leverage was Oh, the, the Twins versus a lefty. Never pitch a lefty. Eh, times have changed just a little bit. So Skaggs 86, worth a look. 
The farther down you go, you got guys like Jacob Faria at $8,300. Been much, much better after that rough start. We thought, we've talked about that enough already. But, you know, 19-6 is last time, 31-6. That hiccup at Baltimore, who he faces tonight at Baltimore. So keep that in mind because outside of that start, he's been darning, you know, the two Boston starts and then at Baltimore. Other than that, he's dominated Philly, he's dominated Texas, dominated Detroit, dominated Toronto. Well, we're going to see if he's got it going again here at Baltimore, who blew up last night against Kansas City after being duds the entire series. And it's uh, a team with a 4-4 total, one of the higher on the slates, lefties 341, righties 315. So it is a dicier play when you're looking at Jake Faria. But Baltimore does strike out 25.5% of the time. That's something we're definitely looking to target in this matchup. So he's a good GPP target at $8,300. Luke Weaver at 7900 if you listen to the Around the Bases episode 63, we had STL Cup of Joe on there. He wrote a big article about Luke Weaver for The Athletic. And he's very worried about him, but he, he knows there can be a rebound. It's just he's, his pitch mix isn't the most ideal pitch mix. So I'm going to mention him at 7900 bucks because it is a phenomenal matchup, as we know, against the uh, San Diego Padres. It's a team that strikes out 27.5% of the time versus lefties. He's still striking out 25.6. He still has a ground ball rate of 46.6. He just has those blow-ups that just don't, you know, match up with what he has. His ERA is 4-5, uh, 4-5-ish, and his Sierra is 375. So there's positive regression in sight. It's just when's it going to come. The Padres have a total of 3.8, fifth lowest on the slate. Lefty's 295, righty's 310. He just has those blow-ups that kill him. He's in a great ballpark in Petco. Honestly, this is one I really, really like because it has – this has 25-plus point upside. At the same time, the way he's been pitching, I'm expecting I, – I know to expect the worst. It, it, it's a very frustrating start. Like, Faria and Skaggs, they've been way more consistent. Yes, way more consistent. But Luke Weaver has that – this is kind of like the Luis Castillo play. And I know some of you guys have been talking about it in the Slack chat – You've been following along. You understand what I'm saying here. When you're playing a GPP, these are the gambles you take. Luke Weaver has the stuff. Has really, really good stuff. I talk, I just mentioned a bunch of stats. You can go to Fangraphs or Baseball Reference. There's so many more. Go to Brooks Baseball, Baseball Savant. He, there are the red, red signs, like, oh, no. But there are so many good signs of Luke Weaver. And back to that STL Cup of Joe article, it comes back to pitch mix. So go check that out. But Luke Weaver at 79 is in play for me tonight. And the last guy up here, Marco Gonzalez at 7K at uh, at the Detroit Tigers. Good park to pitch and watch the weather there. But Marco's been pretty good this year, pretty solid, 14, 15-plus point upside at every start. Doesn't blow the doors off anybody, but he's been consistent. And he's another guy, if you look at peripherals, this guy's got, like, insane numbers. The FIPS and the XFIPS compared to his actual ERA and everything, he's been really getting it going after a slow start to the season. Facing a Tigers team that strikes out about 19% of the time versus lefties. So it's not a world beater type setup. But a 4-3 total. Lefties 298. Righties 369. So, you know, it does have its hiccups. But a 7K, he's basically a punt option for you at the position. So in this mid-tier range, you got Skaggs 1. Marco Gonzalez 2. Weaver 3. Faria 4. If you want the gamble, Weaver is number 1. If you want the gamble. Let's go down below in the 6K and below range, and it's really, really ugly. Uh, Matt Boyd, 6,100 at home against the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners team we know that can hit lefties just fine. They had a pretty decent series overall in Toronto. Didn't hit every game, but when they hit, they hit really, really loud. 
Boyd, I like him down here because he's shown 20 to 25 plus point upside. He also shows the I'm going to get beat down side of things as a team that strikes out about 18% of the time versus lefties. He's not a huge strikeout guy, but he's been better this year. Uh, you got a Seattle team with a 4 7 total. Lefties 291, righties 331. So pick your poison, but it is there as an option. Eric Lauer of the San Diego Padres, 5200 bucks at home against the St. Louis Cardinals. Pitched really well his last couple starts, 13 9 and 22 7. Against the Dodgers, he's gone five innings or more in his last two. Five or more Ks in his last two, so the strikeouts are coming up. He's in a good spot pitching at home against the St. Louis Cardinals team that, yes, does have some pop. But a 4-2 total is middle of the pack. Lefty's 277, righty's 372. But they have a horrific Woba and a horrific ice over his left-handed hit pitching. They just have not been able to get it done this year. So Lauer at 52, definitely, definitely worth a look in the punt department. With that being said, I think he'll be extremely chalky because of the Coors action and people want to get big bats like the Yankees and the Indians and stuff. So Lauer will probably be a favorite down here, but he is a good play. And if you can differentiate yourself elsewhere, go for it because you got to get pitching. And that's just, it's been such a weird year for pitching because everyone's swinging for the fences now. So some guys are getting strikeouts you wouldn't expect, and then other guys are giving up bombs you wouldn't expect. It's Pitching's not what it used to be. So you got to just, you know... I'm starting to think you just get the guys you know are good and go for it. Unless you like to gamble, which is how you win the big ones. And that's where you take these other guys that if they hit, then it's tremendous. And the last guy down here I'll mention is Matt Cook, uh, Cook at 4400 bucks. It's a nasty matchup against the Nationals. I'll be blatantly honest. I mentioned him because of 4400 He's pitched really well. Uh, 17 or more points in three of his four starts. He's gotten it done. I don't know how because all his all his minor league peripherals did not point to this being the pitcher we're seeing. He's been a pitch to contact guy in the in the minors, and so far he's actually pitched pretty decent. Um, you know, striking out about seventeen percent, which is you know what you expect, but a fifty percent ground ball rate. He's given up forty one percent hard contact, so the regression monster will be coming and coming very roughly pretty soon. The Nats have a four point two total. Lefties three sixty nine, righties three ninety seven. The Nats could be one of the sneakier stacks on the slate when everyone looks to the Yankees and Coors and the Indians. The Nats could be very, very nice. We'll talk about some priced guys that make you laugh because Matt Adams is 5K tonight. But Cook at 44 could be a popular punt target. Like Lyles last night at 42, he wasn't horrible. It wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible. He was very usable at that price tag. All right, let's recap your pitching up top. you got Scherzer 1, Verlander 2, Bauer 3. Bauer 3 differentiates yourself from everybody. Uh, in the middle, you got Skaggs 1, Gonzalez 2, Weaver 3, Faria 4. Weaver is the biggest gamble in that group with tremendous upside. Weaver could outperform all, all those guys in that little middle price range there. So it's just, it's just does he show up? And then last but not least, you got Lauer 1, Boyd 2, Matt Cook 3. It's a very interesting slate, but let's get into your bats. Before we do so, let me talk to you about draft. I really hope you guys are talking, you know, playing this. I know it probably gets annoying. It's like, God, Bubba, you know, you just finished pitching and you're doing the draft ad again. Well, yes, I am. And it's not even to read. This is off the top of my head because I love the app. I really do. It's fun. I play it every day. Handful of lineups. I draft. I'm done. Drafts take under five minutes. You get paid out the next day. Or you keep it in there and you keep playing because it's an absolute blast. One pitcher, you get two catcher DH slash infielders. And two outfielders, snake style draft, so no one has the same players like draftings. You don't have to worry about ownership. Super, super easy. There's all price ranges, all types of tournaments, all shapes and sizes. Tons and tons of fun. And when you make your first deposit, use promo code SD Sports at checkout 
to get entry into a free $3 tournament today. And if you don't just like baseball, they have basketball, hockey, golf, the players. I got three of the players right now, and so far, so good. I know Friday morning, a lot can change. But, hey, I'm liking what I'm seeing there. And if you're into football during the season, it's amazing. Right now, they have best ball drafts. It's a phenomenal idea. You draft a bunch of players, and then you just you don't touch your team the rest of the year. They take your best lineup every week. It's pretty darn awesome. And if you want a free entry to that, promo code SD Sports gets you free best ball draft for $3. So it's $3 best ball, $3 tournament, whatever you prefer. But use promo code SD Sports when you check out. But hey, let's get to the bats on this big 14 game slate. Starting out with the catchers. Gary Sanchez, $4,500. Always worth a look out there. He's pitching to Kittle Grayman. Not very good. He, remember, he was the A's opening day starter. Then he got demoted to the minors. He's getting called up for a spot start. You're not good, Gretton Kendall. Not good. All right, let's go down a little farther, though. Uh, you got Wilson Ramos versus Kevin Gossman. Ramos, uh, $3,800 could be in play for you there. Salvi Perez went ding-dong city last night. Hope you follow him on the Twitter and the Slack chat because tons of fun uh, getting that one out there. But with Matt Harvey on the hill, he goes Monty Grandal at 37 Could be an outstanding piece of the buy in that matchup. Max Stasi, if you want to be really different, the price tag is high, but he is starting to earn it. He's 3600 versus Cole Hamels, and he can be a very good low-owned play at the catcher's position. It's pricier than I like, but it's there. You got Zunino versus Matt Boyd at 34. Don't hate that at all. Uh, farther down you look, though, you got guys like Jorge Alfaro versus Steven Matz at 31 for a GPP play. That could be worth a look for you there. Manny Pena and Coors at 3K versus Bettis. Don't hate that as a nice, cheapy catcher in Coors. Same with uh, Tony Walters down here as well. Could be a nice, cheap Coors play for you at 2800 Tucker Barnhart at 28 is always a cheapie I look at. He's not going to light the world on fire. Like cash games, Tucker's a really good play almost daily. Uh, Rafi Lopez caught for San Diego last night. He went deep. He's 2,600. Uh, if you need a punt, he could be one. He's really bad, though. He strikes it like over 50% of the time. So he ran into one. It's my story. Like I said a second ago, this day and age, they're all swinging for the fences. So the random guys are running to home runs, but then strikeouts are through the roof. So it's just it's crazy, absolutely crazy how baseball has changed. So check out the catcher's position when lineups come out. You'll see a lot of interesting options. First base, you got Freddie Freeman at 53 versus Dan Straley. Freeman went deep last night. He's a good play. Atlanta's another really sneaky stack because they're going to be looking at all these other teams. And Atlanta has a 4-4 total. Lefty's 312, righty's 326 versus Dan Straley. And Dan Straley's just not very good. And you got that Braves team that is very good. So there you go. Matt Adams, I mentioned him. First base, outfield eligible, $5,000. Going up against Matt Cook, it is a great spot for Big Mayo Matt Adams. So, if you can stomach the price tag, it is dang sexy. That is a good one. Ryan Braun and Coors at forty six hundred. Got Votto at forty five. It's not bad, but Cody Bellinger at forty three versus Matt Harvey. I think a lot of people that aren't going to Coors are going to going to want to target Matt Harvey. So, beware there. It, it could be a great spot. We've seen how Matt Harvey just gets absolutely destroyed. So, I'm not saying don't play them, but I wouldn't be shocked if ownership's higher than it. Usually is, but again, Coors. Mitchy two bags. Mitch Moreland at forty two hundred could be a very nice play against Aaron Sanchez. The Boston Red Sox have a four seven total. It's the it's tied for third or fourth highest on the slate right now. Basically, almost second highest on the slate. Still waiting for Coors and everything, but right now it's looking really good. Lefty's three sixty seven, righty's three sixty two off Aaron Sanchez. So the Boston Red Sox very much in play. Mitchy two bags at forty two could be a nice nice piece. Hanley Ramirez at four K. Both in play. Carlos Santana's been on absolute fire. Steven Matz has not been good right now. Um, Carlos is 4K. Righties are hitting 363 off Steven Matz. So, Carlos Santana, again, for about a month now, I've been telling you, this guy's going to get it going. All the advanced metrics, baseball savant, everything. 
He's been crushing the baseball, getting horrific luck. Now he's just he's doing his thing, and he did it against my Giants, which is even more fun to watch. I uh, got Brandon Belt at 39 versus Jameson Tyon. Belt's always uh, a nice, interesting play in the middle of the pack. Yonder Alonso at 37. He's having quietly a productive game after game after game. Ten more points yesterday. Um, he does It's all or nothing though, because he has a couple duds there. Um, 3,700 bucks. If you need somebody different, you go there. But instead, you know, you got Yuli Gurriel at 37 versus the lefty Hamels. Ryan Healy at 37. I'd probably have those two over Yonder Alonso in that situation. Going a little farther, Matt Olson versus Sonny Gray at 36 could be very, very good if the right Sonny Gray shows up. Matt Olson, that's cheap. Short porch and left field at Yankee Stadium. About eight to nine mile an hour winds blowing out to right. That could set up just beautifully for Matt Olson to find the cheap seats there. Maybe Judges Chambers, whatever the heck they call it over there. Uh, I like John Hicks for Detroit's 35, but at this position, you know, maybe catcher, but over here you're not really going that 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 area. Farther down, you go like Jose Martinez versus the lefty Lauer at 34 is a good price tag. He hasn't really gotten a going of late, but that's a nice cheapie. Marwin Gonzalez at 33 versus Cole Hamels. Justin Bohr, always cheap, always in play against these right-handed pitchers. Uh, Brandon McCarthy's not good, and Justin Bohr's only 3,300, so that is a very, very nice price tag there. When you look at the Marlins, obviously they'll have a, a 4 one six totals higher than usual for them. So Justin Bohr at 33 could be a sneaky play. Joey Gallo and GPP is only 32 versus Justin Verlander. He's first base outfield eligible. Pretty sure the last time they faced him, he was the solo shot, I think. I remember mentioning that. Uh, so keep him in mind at 32 in GPPs. Could be a nice one. And then uh, Justin Smoke at 3K versus Sale. Not running to do that, but he does hit with a good power from the right side. Second base, Ozzy Albies Grand Slam yesterday, 5,200. Yep. Uh, you got Jose Altuve versus Lefty Hamels. is interesting. LeMahieu and Coors. Jed Lowry against Sonny Gray at only 4,300. I do like that quite a bit. That's a good one. Uh, Brand Brand Dozier at 42 is not bad at all against Skaggs. Um, you go down a little farther. You got guys like uh, Robbie Canover's Boyd at 38. I do like that. Scooter Jeanette only 38 versus Kenta Maeda. Both solid options in that realm there. Johnny Vieira and Coors at 37 versus Chad Bettis is worth a look as well. You go down a little farther, though. You got guys... It's a little bleaker. You got maybe... I wouldn't even go there. Um, Eduardo Nunez, 3,300 versus Sanchez could be in play for you. Um, the second base position, uh, Alan Hansen of the Giants. He's 3,300 versus Jamison Tyon. I do like that one. He went deep yesterday. Playing really well. They keep moving him from the top of the lineup to seventh, back and forth. If he's at the top of the lineup, obviously it makes him much, much more intriguing on this slate. Let's go to the third base position. Where we have the likes of Nolan Arenado in Coors Field at 5,600 against Woodruff. Jose Ramirez, 51 versus Hamill. I like that a lot. I mentioned those Cleveland bats. As we're waiting for the Coors total, they have the highest team total of about 5.1. Lefty's 357, righty's 354. So Jose, nice look there at 5,100. You got uh, Travis Shaw in Coors at 43, which is very nice. Mikel Franco, talked about him on Bench with Bubba, episode 93. He dropped last night with Colby Conway of Fantasy Alarm and Big Guy Fantasy Sports. Mikel Franco's turned it around this year. He's looked really, really good. He's 4,200 for Steven Matz. Uh, we mentioned how righties can crush Matz. Good ballpark to hit in there in Philadelphia. So don't sleep on the, some of these bats here in Philly. Uh, Rendona, 41, is not bad. Josh Donaldson at 4K. He's, you know, he has a lot of power versus left-handed pitching. We know this. Toronto's got a 3-8-5 total. It's like the eighth lowest on the slate. It's not even the low of the lows. 
So GPPs, sure, but just know what you're messing with. Lustakis at 4K and GPPs I can get behind is because he has double homer power against anybody. But Rafael Devers at 38 for Aaron Sanchez. Nice cheap price tag there on Devers. Like that quite a bit. You go down farther, Alex Bregman at 37. Solid look for you. Um, you know, Louis Valbuena at 37. A little price run I like, but Lance Lynn is a hot mess. Matt Chapman for Sonny Gray at 36 could be interesting as well. Uh, you go down farther, you got guys like uh, Brian Anderson of Miami, third base off of the eligible at 33 is a guy I like to mention in those low areas. Scott Kingery has really scuffled, but third base shortstop for 32, he's not horrible either. Let's go to the shortstop position and kick it off with the one, the only Frankie Lindor at 5,400. Outstanding play. If you can afford him, that is a great play. Absolutely amazing play. Machado's always in play at 49. Went deep again yesterday. So like both of those, you got Correa at 47 versus Hamels. Gregorius at 46 versus Grayman. Shortstop, as always, very top-heavy. Xander Bogarts at 44. You got Trevor Story and Coors. Pat DeYoung versus a lefty. He has a lot of power versus lefties. He's only 3,900. Gene Segura, 3,800. Those are two guys below 4K that I can 100% get behind. Um, Annals and Simmons at 38, Marcus Simeon at 37. Those four right there have zero problem with them at all. Zero problem with them at all if you don't want to pay up. Those are some very solid looks for you there. Um, other than that, you like Brian Crawford at 32 is a cheaper one. Kingery at 32. There's not too much, as always, at this position. Uh, where's our boy at? Where's Rojas? You know, you're 26. And there he is, Miguel Rojas for Miami, 2,600. Leading off makes him really, really nice. But depending on where he's at, 26 is still good for a punt at the shortstop position. So keep an eye on him. And then in the outfield, you got Mookie Betts, who just keeps doing it. 5,900 all day, every day. Uh, Mikey Trout at 58 is a good spot. Harper at 57 versus uh, Cook could be outstanding because Cook's going to get crushed here pretty soon. There's no way. If he keeps doing what he's doing, he's got some black magic or some shit going on because that is just wild. Uh, Blackman at 55 in Coors. Yep, it's crazy. He's not even the highest-priced guy in Coors against a matchup against Woodruff. That shows you how the Rockies have been doing lately. Uh, Aaron Judge and Stanton, 52 and 51 versus Grayman are both solid plays. Matt Adams at 5K. J.D. Martinez at 5K. He's been getting overlooked quite a bit, and he's been very productive. So those guys are in play. Tommy Pham returned on Thursday, facing the lefty Lauer at 49, worth the look. Springer at 48. So obviously we're loaded. Acuna, Yellick. Hoskins, Braun, Kane, and Coors, Dahl. Yes, 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 yes. Whichever team you're looking to stack, they're all in play. These are all Captain Obvious stuff. Um, you know, Justin Upton's a great play at 44. Uh, you go down to Ben and Tenney's been struggling a lot, so be careful there. But 43 versus Sanchez could be a GPP play. Mitch Hanniger at 42, I like a lot versus Matt Boyd. Uh, I guess the lefty there. He's back in second last night, which really makes his value increase to me. You got Nelly Cruz at 42 versus Boyd is also worth a play there as well as we know Nelly versus the lefties. You got a guy like Nick Marquez who's swinging a hot, hot stick. Always gets left out of Atlanta stacks. He's 41 versus Straley. Usually hitting cleanup in that Braves lineup. Someone to look at there. Further down, like Chris Taylor. If he's hitting towards the top of that order against Matt Harvey at 4K, Taylor's starting to finally get it going. He's outfield shortstop eligible. So keep an eye on him in that one. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, Carlos Gonzalez and Coors at 39. Don't hate it. Dustin Fowler. Or that's Dexter Fowler. We'll get to Dustin Fowler farther down because he got the call and he could be in a phenomenal spot tonight. Uh, da, 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 da. Carlos Gomez. Yeah, no, probably not. But uh, Bradley Zimmer at 37 could be a cheapie. No one's going to own him. Uh, Michael Conforto at 37. 
Not the best play, but could be interesting there. Marcelo Zuna does crush left-handed pitching. He's 3,600 in that matchup. You go down a little farther. Uh, no more Mazzara for GPP only versus Verlander at 35. Scott Shebler at 35 for a GPP versus Maeda. Don't mind either one of those. Teoscar Hernandez, 34 versus Sale. Pick your poisons. That might not be a battle worth taking, but you never know the way he hits the baseball. He is that all-or-nothing guy. Definitely that realm. But Aaron Hicks, 3,400 versus Kendall Graveman. Nice cheap piece of that puzzle. And there's Dustin Fowler, 34 for Oakland versus Sonny Gray. The former New York farmhand breaks his leg in his first game in Chicago. Gets traded to the A's. He's up. It'd be great to see him hitting towards the top of the order tonight at 3,400. Could be a phenomenal play over Sonny Gray. Something really to look at there. Uh, Jacoby Jones at Detroit, 3,300 versus Marco Gonzalez. Don't mind that at all. As a cheapie, that could be very, very productive for you. I mentioned Joey Gallo at 32 earlier. It's crazy Gallo is three, 300 less than Mazzara. Interesting, 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 interesting. The farther down you go, though, check your lineups. There will always be more and more that pop up night in and night out at all of these positions. But there it is, folks. There's your bats for quick hits. Friday, May 11th edition. Let's recap the pitching real quick. You got Scherzer 1, Verlander 2, Bauer 3 up top in the middle, Skaggs 1, Marco Gonzalez 2, Weaver 3, Faria 4. Weaver is the biggest gamble that could produce. He could make the slate, but could also break your lineup, so beware. And then down below, you got Lauer 1, Boyd 2, Matt Cook 3. Let's take a look at BBP and send you on your merry way today. Um, Adam Jones 5 for 12, 2 doubles and a homer off Jacob Faria. Uh, Denard Span 4 for 9, 2 doubles off Gaussman. Kron's taken him deep. Has a team at 294 off Gaussman. So the Rays could be sneaky if you believe in that kind of stuff. There's a lot of ways to go tonight. A lot of ways. The Rays could find some value for you in that lineup. Azrubal Cabrera, 5 for 14, 2 homers off Jake Arrieta. Adrian Gonzalez, 7 for 24, the double and 2 homers. Suspend has taken him deep as well. Posey, 4 for 5 with 2 doubles off Jamison Tyon. Uh, Josh Donaldson only hit 259 versus Sale, but seven for 27 with four home runs. Kendris Morales taking a deep three times. Justin Smoke once. Teoscar Hernandez once. So they've had a little bit of the big boomer bust success. Mookie Betts six for 21, two doubles and a homer off Aaron Sanchez. Uh, Kurt Suzuki four for seven, two doubles off Dan Straley. Ozzy Albies, Freddie Freeman, Jose Bautista, Nick Marcakis have all taken Dan Straley to Dong City. Bradley Zimmer, 4 for 9 with a homer off Jason Hamill. Mentioned Hamill is a sneaky GPP guy. Asidus uh, Escobar, 9 for 28 with a double and a homer off Bauer. Interesting one there. Interesting for sure. Evan Gaddis, 9 for 29 with a double and three homers off Cole Hamill's. Springer's taking him deep three times. McCann's taking him deep three times. Altuve and Marisnik once each. Adrian Beltre, 17 for 58, two doubles and a homer off Verlander. Robinson Chirinos, 4 for 9 with a double and two homers. Interesting. Interesting standouts there. Uh, da, 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 da. David Peralta, 3 for 7, 2 doubles and a homer off Max. Descalso, 2 for 10 and a homer. AJ Pollock, 2 for 12 with a double and a homer. So hitting 200 against him, but uh, they have shown some extra base ability. Again, righty heavy lineup. He's been just absolutely amazing this season. So keep him in mind, as always. Chase Utley, 6 for 18 with a double and a homer off Harvey. Matt Kemp's taking a deep three times. Other than that, there's your BVP, and there is your quick hits. Check us out on Twitter at TheSportsDGens, TheSportsDGens.com. I am at BDNTrick. We've got the Italia Serie A soccer picks for the week by Francisco up and about. Go check out Around the Bases with Bubba and Mo, episode 63. Uh, we talked to STL Cup of Joe, as I mentioned to you, talking Carlos and just other pitching in general. Really good stuff there. 
And then we had Alan Yamashigi of the Dodgers Digest on talking a lot of Dodgers baseball. So really good episode 63 there. Go check out Bench with Bubba episode 93. Colby Conway dropped last night talking the latest and greatest in fantasy baseball. Some really, really fun stuff there. Uh, go check out Scott Scott's article on Coors Field. It's really cool the little deal he had to do for school and brought some interesting stats to the table to take a look at. So lots going on over there, as always. Doc should have some UFC 224 stuff out for you today. With all our busy schedules, we weren't able to record a pod this week, which really sucked. We really wanted to between Wes, myself, Chris, and Doc. It just didn't work out. So Doc's going to put out a little article for everybody today to uh, get ready for the pay-per-view this Saturday night. But tons going on. Check us out in the Slack chat. Uh, If you need an in, ask for an invite. Tons and tons of fun. But good luck on your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, May 11th edition. I'm out.